Welcome to the Bond Brain. And now, without further ado, here's your host, Bud West. Welcome back to the Bond Brain with a new topic and something that is what we would probably consider to be Bond adjacent. And that is recently on Netflix, they launched a Netflix-produced documentary series, eight episodes, titled Spycraft. And each of the episodes goes into sort of the history of Spycraft from the beginning to modern day, and then breaks it down into various areas such as surveillance, sexpionage, co-breaking, you name it. And it, it breaks it out into eight separate areas. And watching this, I've watched it through twice now. And I have to say that, that there's so many parallels here to the Bond films that I thought it would be fun to explore these things episode by episode. So this is the first of eight. And the first episode is titled High Tech Surveillance and an Eye in the Sky. And it talks about the surveillance of a target and the various things over the years that have been developed. And it's funny because when we watch the Bond films, even back to the 60s Bond films, and we see some of the gadgets and the devices that Q allegedly invents, they all seem so fantastic. But when you really delve into the world of real spycraft, trust me, the stuff that they come up with in the movies is not as far-fetched as some of the stuff that, that you even see in real life. And I think that this first episode is a great way to kick it off with surveillance. I mean, we see this in the Bond films. He's always in a helicopter or in a room. He uses listening devices. He uses various gadgetry that Q provides to him in, in order to gather intelligence on his topics. He puts a listening device in to listen in on Sanchez in License to Kill. He jumps in Little Nelly and You Only Live Twice to try to reconnoiter the area. And when you really look at actual spycraft, these are the exact same things that are that are occurring. I mean, we use drones today. Really no different. It's just an unmanned version of somebody doing the same thing in, you know, in Little Nelly. And I think that there's uh, a lot of incredible stuff when you watch and go through this episode and a lot of the same things we see, directional microphones, and it goes very deeply into bugs. And we, we see that. We see that right away in Dr. No. What's the first thing he does when, when he gets to his hotel room? He checks it for bugs. He sets up booby traps to see if anyone else is coming in. He sets up a tape recorder so that he can listen in on anyone who comes into his room. And they even touch on some of the more incredible things. Uh, they talk about the intelligence service of Czechoslovakia bugging the shoes of a U.S. ambassador by hiding listening devices inside a heel of the man's shoes. And so what did we see in Goldfinger? We, we, we see a tracking device hidden inside the heel of Bond's shoe. The It goes into some of the inventions of the, the KGB. Now, if anyone knows what a theremin is, it's this horrifically sounding musical instrument. And the inventor of that horrible sounding musical instrument also created for the Russians something called a passive cavity resonator, which was actually a way to bug sites in the 60s with an unpowered microphone. They could actually power the microphone without hooking it to a battery, without directly hooking it to a power source. 
They, they talk about hiding bugs in typewriters. One of the U.S. embassies had bugs inside the typewriters, eight to ten typewriters, I believe the episode said. And they were in there for almost a decade, recording everything that these people typed on this particular typewriter. The U.S. embassy in Moscow, it, when it was originally built, and the U.S. Intelligence went over the building. They found bugs and microphones in every single column and every single beam of the building. So you could see how prevalent that kind of stuff was back in the 60s. And and not that that Western intelligence services were, you know, immune to this or or didn't delve into this. The Russian embassy in D.C., they, they actually used replacing a rain drainage pipe on the roof in a way to install a bug within the confines of the building, even going so far as to find a way to connect it um, by sending wires down the tube into the sewer and then catching the spool from the wires with a net out of the sewer water, hooking it up and being able to to listen in. And even going so far as to, is to invent new diving methods so that they could go deeper than people have ever gone before in order to tap into cables that the Soviets were using to communicate with their naval ship. So the funny thing is here, it, it really delves into creativity of man and our ability to adapt and create new ways to solve problems. And really, when you think about the character of Q, that's all Q is really doing. He's just finding ways to create gadgets, to create tools that Bond and the other double O agents can use to gain an edge. We think about cell phones today and and tracking, and it's almost shocking to one of the guests on the show that people have actually been convinced these days to carry tracking devices with them every day. And we do it, our cell phones, our credit cards, uh, anything that has an RFID chip in it, you are leaving what they call digital dust or a breadcrumb trail, and they can tell everywhere you're going. And if, if you believe that that civilians are not being tracked, then you're kind of nuts. And after the revelations of Edward Snowden, at least here in the United States, we know that everyone is being tracked everywhere they go. It goes into miniature cameras. We see Bond uh, use the tiny Minox cameras all the time through the the series. And I can recall, you know, the, the Roger Moore scene in Moonraker and in subsequent films. And they were actually cameras that were widely used throughout uh, the spy industry for decades on end. And one of the final things that it goes into is, is drones and the capability of drones and how drones are actually now replacing satellites due to cost, deployability, the, the, the ability to manipulate the drone. It's easier to move a drone from one location to another than to move a satellite. And then finally, it actually talks about one of the things that we see in the movie Spectre with the uh, the Nine Eyes storyline. And, and we see when countries or nations won't vote the way they want, they enact terrorist acts in that country to manipulate and change their behavior. And that's actually occurring in China right now. They're using a social credit system to either reward or destroy people's real lives for the things that they say, the things that they post online, the the, the people that they associate with. And you're seeing that a little bit here in the United States. I mean, you've got a big tech platform that is deplatforming a former president in the United States, and yet 
promoting the posts of politicians in an opposite party who openly call and reward and cheer on violence in American cities. So you're starting to see that attempt to really insinuate that social justice type of punishment for people that are that are not liked. And that's all done through surveillance and surveillance methods. We see it all through the Bond movies and some of the technology. You got to watch this show, episode one, surveillance, and really look into some of the things that are out there. A couple of the items that they've featured in the film are can be seen uh, in the International Spy Museum in Washington, D.C. I've seen a couple of the things. I was surprised to see them pop up on the film or on the show. So that was pretty cool. But take some time. Check it out. Episode one, that's sort of the highlights. Look at the details. Listen to what the people have to say. And you will see that, you know, as much as we think the 007 movies are far-fetched, they really, in some cases, don't do the realm of spycraft justice. This is Bud West with the Bond Brain, and the Bond Brain will return. 